My name is Jay Lakhani and in Faith by Numbers we are going to talk about zero from the Hindu tradition. You see, I teach Hinduism at Eton College and my background is actually not religion but it is theoretical physics. So I come from a strongly mathematical background so I enjoy talking about numbers. All civilization were struggling to articulate the number zero, something that doesn't exist. So how do you articulate or how do you kind of give an icon or, or, or a symbol for that number? So there, there has been a struggle. So, I mean, you can imagine, suppose you wanted to write, say, 200. So if you wanted to do it by just adding one, two, three, four, it will be kind of going on forever. So the best way would be to say that let us have a place system. So we'd say, okay, to indicate the number 200, which is a large number, let us say that the unit amount is zero. Let us say that tens are zero and the hundreds are two. So 200 becomes 200. Zero, zero. So it's a very important kind of innovation by humanity to try and grapple with large numbers. So this is one aspect. And that I'm suggesting very strongly came out of India. And the first person perhaps who did was Brahma Gupta in the seventh century. So this is how it started. And the Hindu traders were using this system for their calculations. So the Arab visitors, we had a lot of Arabs who used to come and trade with India in seventh century. So they picked up this numbering system and of course used it for their own calculations. So it became a very important tool for trading. And then with the Arab traders, he went into the Middle East and went into the European civilization, etc. But apart from the place system, there's something much more dramatic about the number zero. This is philosophically highly charged up and very important aspect to explore. The idea of modern cosmology, which is in agreement with the esoteric Hindu tradition, is we all started without any beginning or without anything. It's a spontaneous creation. And here is this idea that from nothingness, something springs up. And this idea is at the foundation of modern cosmology and the Big Bang Theory. Because it doesn't say there is a beginning and then you have beginning of time because time begins, space begins. So they unfold. So from nothingness, something appears. You see, there are two kinds of Hindu faith. There's a kind of very highly narrative-oriented, personality-oriented, colorful storytelling Hindu faith. And there is a more esoteric, much more philosophically-oriented Hindu tradition, which relates very closely with this idea of spontaneous creation without a god sitting in the heaven. So one of the most ancient texts we have, the scripture of authority called the Nasadiya Sukta, says something beautiful. It says, in the beginning, you can't say there was something or there was nothing, neither something nor nothing. This is the beautiful way the verse starts. And it ends in a very dramatic manner saying, it is very likely that God came afterwards. This is the right at the heart of Hindu tradition. You see, modern cosmology says the following, and in fact it's a well tried and tested theory, that space and time unfold and stretch themselves. This is called the Big Bang Theory. So there's no actually physical bang. It basically, space and time unfold. And in the process comes about this manifested universe that we you know, encounter in front of us. All the galaxies, everything pops out from nothingness. But a question still arose. Who pressed the button? What caused the Big Bang? This is a very serious question. And of course, many theologians will like to kind of latch on to this thing. Of course, we agree with Big Bang now, but surely there must be some chap called God who pressed the button saying, come on, let's get started. Because everything we see, everything we encounter seems to have a cause. So the creation itself must surely have a cause. This is a kind of argument proposed by many theologians. What is the Hindu take? You'll be surprised. The Hindu take is very interesting. He says not two things, but three things unfold for creation to come into being. From the unmanifested, means from nothing else, something that is manifest as something, pops out when three things unfold. So it's like, honey, what three things? These are the Sanskrit terms. So I'm not making anything up. They say desh, kar, nimit. Desh means space, kar means time, and nimit means causation. 
So they are saying universe comes into being when three things unfold, not only space and time, like modern cosmology, but the concept of causation, things are linked with each other through cause and effect. That too pops up when creation comes into being. So if you ask Stephen Hawking, what was there before Big Bang, Mr. Hawking? They will say, don't ask the question, there was no time, so you can't say what was before the Big Bang, so the question is irrelevant. The Hindu will say the same thing. What caused the Big Bang, you may ask him. It's very easy. Causation comes with the Big Bang, so don't say who caused the Big Bang. This is, if you like, the very esoteric ideas at the heart of Hindu tradition, which sit well with modern cosmology. And you can hear this program again and find other editions of Things Unseen at www.thingsunseen.co.uk.